Hey, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to Not a Debater Fans. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, the Chiefs versus Bucks, and exactly one year to date. Unfortunately, we lost the legendary Kobe Bryant. We did not switch our schedules. We just happened to record on a Tuesday night, and it happened to be the day that, unfortunately, we lost and arguably the go to basketball. I am your host, AJ. I am DJ. Hello there, friends. My name is JJ. Why you always got to make it so weird? I don't know. Parks and Rec has me like with that nice, <laughs> calm voice. This is your host speaking. That, that type of guy. Can you know just, that guy? Can you be like a Ron Swanson and just I be can. like bacon? Nice. Another bureaucrat ate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Just sit back and relax and let's, let's get into this debate, guys. Chiefs and Bucks. Chiefs win. Ah, well, hold, hold up, man. Hold up. I'm just giving my thoughts on it. You're just giving your take, and I'm very upset that you just assume the Chiefs are going to win they because, are. like, at least eight out of ten people think, I think, we'll say the Chiefs will win. What, do you be, what about you, DJ? It's interesting. I would you, say, you don't like um, Tom Brady. I don't, you but don't. it's just the Bucks defense. Uh, the ability to get like that dual pressure from both outsides. I wonder how Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to adjust that because it's not even um, the way we saw the Aaron Rodgers uh, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers not just getting pressure from one side, but the pocket was it was getting sandwiched. True, he had nowhere to go. He tried to go uh, get out a few times, but he just wasn't there. So. Mike, if I was going to say what's going to be the key factor for like this game to be like, oh, this happened, that's why the Bucks won, or this happened, that's why the Chiefs won, I think the defense will be the deciding factor. The defense has been the deciding factor every single game. Because Mahomes can, Mahomes can just throw it to anybody or, or find somebody. Tom Brady, depending. If Tom Brady throws three interceptions, he's not going to win. No. He's, what about you, JJ? Well, I do have to agree that the defenses are going to be a factor. The Bucks' defense have been there, showed that they they could do the work. I'm not so sure about the Chiefs. Maybe they struggle just a bit. No, the Chief, their Chiefs defense has been stepping up lately. They have. I will give you. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't see the Chiefs game, so this is my take from like the season and well, one or two postseason. They only lost to one team, and I think that was Raiders. Yes, yes, it was. And why? And ever since lose? that, they've just been slapping everyone. Like the memes were like Charlie, like oh, you seen the memes where like the guy just goes on a slapping rampage. Oh, that guy, the British guy, I think he's like, like apologize, no, and starts slapping everyone, even the police. (laughs) It's funny. Yeah, so my take is, um, no, I feel like if the Bucks can get that outside contain on um, Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. and the D line can push the offensive line back and just collapse the pocket, I, I feel like. They have a legitimate chance of beating the Chiefs. But if they're not able to sustain that pressure that they have been against Aaron Rodgers, who I believe is the top quarterback in the league, just under Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Chiefs did beat the Bucks through the season, right? The Chiefs beat the Bucks throughout nah, they the They never played. I don't think they played this season. Yeah. They didn't. Because that would have been a really I, – I would have – I promise you, I would have – Made a YouTube video and did a reaction to that game. Um, I think the defense will play a major factor, and especially since um, Whitehead is still um, questionable from the Bucks defense, and he was a major factor 
and preventing the run, especially getting those two uh, four oh, yeah, fumbles two from fumbles, yeah. from Aaron Jones. The Chiefs did play the Buccaneers <gasps> for the record, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Oh yeah, they did. I forgot. Yeah, it was a really close game. What week? Yeah, I forgot. Early, mid, late? Uh, la, 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 twelve. Yeah, no, late. it was it was it was when the Bucks were actually no, right. had, had an offense. You're right. It's when the Bucks were 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 in sync, and I think they were the only team that she. They lost to the Chiefs, yeah. And the thing that sucks is the Bucks defense. They both of their uh, safeties are still questionable. Um, Winfield, mm. his ankle is still expected to play in the Super Bowl. Actually, let's see, Whitehead and Winfield are expected to play in the Super Bowl, so they're still questionable at the moment, but they're expected. Um, Antonio Brown, JJ, you mentioned that he was going to play, and the Buccaneers expect Brown, Brown's knee to be ready for Super Bowl. So it looks like. It's going to come down like because the Bucks defense shut down um, Aaron Rodgers. And I think uh, I heard on the, one of the debates of Undisputed that the reason the Rams couldn't get to Aaron Rodgers because their defense was coming from the middle. The Bucks, de- the Bucks um, defense was coming from the edge. Yes. So can that play a factor? Like I was, I was watching the game of the Chiefs. Mahomes was just coming out. Like he wasn't running because obviously the concussion, but he was just was able to go out of the pocket and find something. Now, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, those guys are just um, they were out they're outmatching the Bucks the offense. Yes, yeah. Can you? Will you agree with that? Uh, yes, uh, we can agree with that. There's a lot of versatility with the Chiefs' offense. I believe that underhands, for some reason, are now a thing. With uh, with Mahomes, and so if he sees for some reason a guy inside the the O line and the D line running through, you know, I think there's a play that I think Kelsey got the ball or something. Oh yeah, like he that. does that that inside kind of shovel pass. Yeah, so it's like you you don't know what Mahomes could do. So I believe the Chiefs have a better chance to win. Brady's not so versatile, but he has his you know moments. No, well, yeah, like, like I said, I, I feel like the Bucks have a big chance, you know, not because of their offense. I'm not even counting on their offense, but their defense, just the ability to outside contain, and I think like White, the good linebacker, could be a good case against Kelsey, because White has shown that he he can play, and then um, the other thing too is uh, Edwards Hilaire. I feel like he he's a big impact on the offense of the Kansas City, but the Bucks they're like number one on on the rushing man, or they're they're able to stop the rush easily because of their D line. So it's just that that impact that I feel like they can go out there and you know prove themselves. Because the reason the Raiders beat the Chiefs it was because of how they played defensively, how they were able to get to the quarterback while at the same time. Playing good coverage on the receivers, so I feel like if you have that outside contain, Patrick Mahomes can extend the play. The reason why he's able to get to Tyreek Hill, one mm-hmm. of the fastest players in the league, is because he can go to the outside and extend the play. So I feel like if you prevent him from going to the outside, which, like uh, AJ was saying, that the Bucks they 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 rush from the outside, so they're able to contain that. Uh, have that outside contain. Uh it's 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 gonna obviously the Bucks 
I mean, I'm sorry. Obviously, the Chiefs are going to expect a rush from the outside, especially from Barrett. And obviously, Sue is going to be affected from the inside. Yes, exactly. So just me thinking about it, I think Mahomes is going to be throwing like very quick passes to Kelsey and Tyreek and let them go wild. I mean, Travis Kelsey plays. He's a big tight end, but plays like a wide receiver. He can stop on a dime. He He's always open. Like, yeah. I, like I don't remember a tight end that every time he catches a ball, there's nobody around him. Maybe he's struggling, like some guys on him, but like even Rob Kronkowski, like he was never this open. He was able to catch the ball, but with like a maybe a yard separation from the defense, from a corner or a linebacker, and he will still carry them because he was so big. But Kelsey, you need two guys on him at least. And even if you do have two guys, if you have two guys on Kelsey, you have Tyreek Hill right open. And even if you got you cover those two guys, guess who's the other weapon? Sammy Watkins. I mean, he's he's questionable, but he will be ready. Um, no, McKee uh, Hardman. McKee Hardman. Hardman. McCall Hardman, sorry. McCall Hardman over uh, Sammy Watkins? Yeah. Oh, yes. Easy. Easy. Okay. He's Hardman. Looks fast, too. Like, no, no, yeah. Hardman's fast, but. So the the question is, like, um, I was looking over the injuries, and it looks like uh, Sammy, Watkins, Sammy Watkins' calf was, uh, he was questionable, but he's expected to play for Super Bowl. It seems like every single guy. I mean, they have two weeks to rest. Yes, but um, the Chiefs did lose an offensive tackle. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher. The left and right tackle, right? Yeah. Uh, OT. So Fisher has been diagnosed with a torn Achilles, ruling him out for the Super Bowl. And uh, Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz. Coach Andy Reid said Monday, Monday that he is not optimistic that Schwartz back will be available for Super Bowl. They're ruling them out and injured reserve. That's offensive lines are crucial. Yes, plus your tackles, and we were just talking about that pressure from the outside yeah, to the tackles. So. so yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting game. But the thing that I enjoy watching from the Chiefs is uh, the Chiefs, in my opinion, are one of the most team, uh, the best team that adjusts offensively. Oh yeah, they're well coached. Yeah, like they're they're well coached. It's if they struggle in the first half, you won't see that struggle in the second half. They're guaranteed over twenty points. Yeah, I was trying to see if Eric Fisher play like a right tackle or left or left tackle, but it just says um, offensive tackle. Um, that will be a factor, especially with a uh, Barrett flying off the edge. And yeah, no, he's really good. He 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 times it so perfectly yeah, to where even even the replays uh, when we were watching the. The Packers game, he got he was able to sack uh, Aaron Rodgers, but they looked back at the replay and he was he was technically offside, but just a hair of a hair of a second, like a nanosecond. But he was so quick, the uh, the coach the refs couldn't throw throw a flag because he was just on, on yeah. point. And Aaron Rodgers known for like that hard count, like try and make the, the yeah, defensive no, he, jump. Yeah, so I was the, a little surprised about the that, fact yeah. that he do it. So. Ah, I'm so undecided. The goat, right? The arguably the greatest in QBs. I know DJ, you have another strong opinion about that, but you can't deny that this dude has gone to ten Super Bowls. Yes, the most sheltered quarterback. And oh my god, we're not even going to get okay. Okay, <laughs> whatever. What is what is your guys's pick? Because I don't think we address it one hundred percent. Now that we diagnose a little more, JJ. DJ, what is your guys' pick? Uh, DJ here, I, 
I, I just spoke a bounds about the Buccaneers, but like I said, I'll, I'll rather take the Chiefs over the Bucks. I just want to see Patrick Mahomes prove everybody out there how great of a quarterback he is, and he runs a back-to-back, especially against Tom Brady, whatever you want to call him. So Tom yeah. Brady, Tom Brady. Just because he did 12, a tuck rule, he doesn't mean it's been years. And even the Packers game, man, he, <laughs> he, it was... Hey, did you he see that he, he tried to high five a ref and the ref was like, uh, "Put your hand down." <laughs> the, the, the ref was like, "Man, put your hand down." What quarter was that? I don't know what quarter, but there was a means like Tom Brady trying to get a high five from the ref. So and we can't do this in public. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, after the game. But JJ, um, I'll stand by the versatility of the offense, and yes, they will be kind of in a sense shorthanded with the the tackles. But that doesn't stop Andy Reid of, you know, ad, like how DJ said, to adjust to any circumstance. I'm sure Andy has something up his sleeve to pull off and have Patrick pass or, you know, open up for a running game. The versatility is there. And I can see Patrick doing just fine, like has he has done this whole season. I, I see, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know who to pick. Like I want I don't I want to root for the underdog, but then I'm like saying like I'm rooting for Tom Brady. I'm like, oh. The like, underdog is Tom Brady. The underdog Tom is Tom Brady. Has never been an underdog. That's crazy to think of to think about so that. Because was it was always Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. The defending champs are there. Yes, you're right. So the Chiefs aren't the underdogs. No. Tom Brady is the underdog. Exactly. That's what I said. Oh. Where were you? Wait, like, what's, what's where were you in those ten seconds where I said that Tom Brady's the underdog? Like, I want to root for Tom Brady, uh, but he's the underdog. Mean. But okay. do you, do you guys feel like Tom Brady has better receivers than I Patrick Mahomes? I was going to bring that up. I'm, I'm sorry. I, yes. I think he does. I think he does. You guys talk about Tyree Hill, but that's it. And Travis Kelsey and Mikael no, Hardman. He's a Hardman. Tight end. Hardman. Hardman. He he's not a like a top receiver. Like Godwin or Antonio Brown. Okay, perfect. Let's go. Okay, number one wide receiver from each team. So Chris Godwin. Go. Okay, let's go for the Chiefs first. Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. And then I'll say the, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, number two Fine. for the Chiefs. Um, so Mike Evans, sure. Mike Evans for the Chiefs. Yeah, for, <laughs> I'm sorry for the Chiefs. I'm sorry. Yeah, for the Chiefs, number two, you Hardman, Hardman there. Hardman. Sure. Um, for the Bucks, Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. Third. Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Sammy Watkins. Okay, okay. For, okay. for the Bucks. Tony Brown. Tony Brown. For the fourth, if we even go that, that deep, I don't even know. <laughs> there is someone out there. There is another wide receiver. For who? For the Ro- Chiefs. The Robinson. I just yeah. don't know the first name. Yeah. Even for the for the Bucks, they got Miller. That yeah. that dark that little short dude that runs like a I feel like if Speedy Gonzalez if like, Antonio Brown was there I think he would have been the one catching that ball right who Antonio Brown for Miller instead of Miller for maybe Brown. but like DJ has a solid argument I'll probably give the Bucks have more solid weapons yeah, they I'm might like, yeah Tyreek Hill's slightly fast I mean obviously faster but that's yeah just I, I would take Godwin's hands over Tyreek Hill but now let's flip it to the tight ends. No question, Kelsey, over, Kelsey Gronk, yeah. over Gronk. I would even say Tate's been doing a better job than Gronk. Yeah. Yes, Tate's been giving a lot of receptions yeah, over has. Gronk ever since this whole season. I felt like that. Yeah, yes. And it's Tate, Tate 
he, oh, he, Brait. I Brait. Feel, my bad. It's Brait. Oh yeah, my bad. Brait. Yeah, yeah Brait. He's been he's been getting open. He's been there outside as a receiver. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, like I said, Kelsey is number one in the league. So, man, I, and then running game, of course, uh, the Chiefs have a way better running game. That's a good argument, though. It's with not a four, good argument with Fournette, Jones, and uh, even they have Shady McCoy, even though they don't really play him. Shady McCoy. So, what, who's your number one, Ronald Jones? There is there the run Ronald Jones, and then uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. But what the the Chiefs? I would say Edwards Hilaire is. I, he's a great player. Then you got Le'Veon Bell, and then you still got Williams on the side. You got Williams, CDE, and yeah, I mean CDE, the, Clyde, Clyde Edwards, and I said, said CDD, CED, yeah, yeah, that's what I said, man. Come on, but I was like CD, and then Le'Veon Bell. Oh, it still works. CD, got it. Just kidding. Did Le'Veon Continue. Bell get uh, he was his injured. reps? He was injured. Okay, because yeah. I didn't see him in the game. No, yeah, but he's expected to play. But So we switched it to the defense. I mean, just like the two, Barrett and Sue, right? I mean, on the defense side for the Chiefs, they got Clark, Frank Clark, and uh, who was the other one? Chris Jones. Those two defensive linemen, they're, they've been getting to the quarterback. And they have obviously the Honey Badger back there. And then Whitehead is expected to come back. Like, it's literally anyone's game. And now people are going to probably say Mahomes over Brady just because Mahomes is better. Yes. I don't know why you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the underdog, which is the greatest of all time. It it hurts me to say this. (laughs) It hurts me to say this. DJ, please put the weapon down. Put the phone yeah. down. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. I'm going to go with the books. I can't even. No, I, I just don't like here. the Chiefs. I mean, no. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's not that I don't like the Chiefs. It's just like I just don't like dynasty game, dynasty teams. Like, we're going to see the Chiefs oh, again on. and again. Just when I thought the Patriots were done, that a new AFC will emerge. No. Now we got Mahomes for 10 years. We got... Kelsey for four. We got Tyreek for I don't know how many years he's signed. Three or four years. Those three guys alone. Andy Reid's going to be there. He's not going to leave. Chris Jones signed. Frank Clark signed. Honey Badger signed. Like We are not going to see another team in the AFC. I don't care what people say. We're not going to see the Bills. We're not going to see the Ravens. Give us two years. What? Give us two years. Put your Raiders hat down, okay? Give us Mr. $10 million, $100 million man. You're worth you when you pay the coach a ten year contract. You know you're doing something wrong. Just that's saying, that's not true. How many playoffs games has the Raiders gone to in the past three years? None. Okay, checkmate. There's a okay <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> he got you. On that. No, no, no. Uh, he went there to improve the offense. Our offense is doing great. What was your record? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Five hundred, eight hundred in the quotes. Oh my god! Okay, well, listeners, we have also a YouTube channel, also debate of the fans, where Raider ambassador said that our best case scenario we will go, I think twelve, ten, ten, ten and six. six. I said ten, ten and, and six, six. Yeah. and he said worst case scenario eight and eight. What was your record? Seven and nine. And there's video evidence. Uh, yeah, it's eight and eight. I think I don't know. It's eight and eight. I don't even know why you question me. It's eight and eight. I so question myself. I question myself all the time, people. Don't worry. You sure about eight and eight? 
Yes, I'm guarantee it's eight and eight. We won our last game. That's right. Against the Broncos. Eight and eight against the Broncos. They gave you that game. But that's not a different topic. That's not from here. We lost there. our games because there's really dumb decisions by the defense, or else we would have been ten and six in the playoffs. But that, like I said, that's irrelevant now. It's irrelevant. It is what it is. Okay, I think that was a good topic, guys. Uh, two, obviously, uh, Chiefs are going to win. I just don't want a dynasty to rule again. I just don't like dynasties. Just wait for another AFC team to show up. Who? Just wait. I said, I don't Ooh, know. Can who. you give me a suggestion? Mm, you can wait for the Ravens. Mm-mm. The Bills? The Bills yeah, were, like, hot this season. Like, I mean, the Colts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can wait for the Colts. Actually, the Colts is a good team. Get in They're a quarterback, quarterback away. Deshaun Watson. He won't go there, bud. You can wait for anybody. No, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to give you a specific team to wait on. You Coward. just have to wait till a team actually shows up. Coward. We waited till the Chiefs start showing up. Am I wrong? Wait, wait, Alex wait. wait. Let me say that okay, again? okay, okay. Let me repeat myself because apparently you guys can't listen with basic instructions. Oh, we didn't wait for the Chiefs to come in. Okay. Did you wait for Alex Smith to get hurt? No. He was Patrick Mahomes stepped in when he got hurt. So from that point on, when what? they saw the backup. Do you know what, story, why am I losing you guys? Do you know the short effect that Alex Smith got hurt and that's why Patrick Mahomes stepped in? No. You got. Oh, what the hell? Dude. Hey, hey. Keep your BG 13 here. I'm so sorry, but I'm like- not sorry. We would never know what Patrick Mahomes would be if Alex Smith didn't get hurt. If yes, didn't get hurt. Can I kind of argument that? Sure, I you guess. do not. We just you don't. This. You do not draft Patrick Mahomes in the first round without you knowing. Yeah, he's going to be a a good Alex quarterback. Smith was out the door. Yeah, Alex Smith. You had Alex Smith. Arguably, he was still. He was good. probably going to wait until the he, end he was of still, before he got released. Continue. Alex Smith. Chiefs had Alex Smith. He was arguably. Good with those weapons. They still had Kelsey and they still had Tyreek there. Okay. And they had Andy Reid. Andy Reid, if he believed in Alex Smith, he would not draft Patrick Mahomes unless he saw a lot of potential in yeah, Patrick Mahomes. You don't Mahomes pick up quarterback in, in the, the first, first round. round. Okay. Maybe we'll say this. Maybe. Those are facts, man. Maybe I, we're going to say this. Well, for the record, I'm not going against your facts. Continue. I'm going to say this. Everyone, everyone, the Packers are hating that they picked uh, Jordan Love in the first round, right? They yes. jumped back then. Everyone's hating right now, but imagine like five five years from now when he's played maybe one or two seasons and now he's literally dominating the NFC. They're going to be looking back and be like, oh, man, we got Jordan Love completely wrong. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but it's funny how people say like, oh, you didn't know this is coming. Like you don't draft a quarterback unless you see potential in him. So obviously he was... And we saw a lot more potential. Yeah, and the Patrick Chiefs Mahomes were looking for a franchise quarterback than Alex Smith. Alex Smith was never a franchise quarterback. He was with the 49ers before he got yes before he got hurt. Yes, was was. Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of was. Yeah, like and, and, and players. Yeah, like what's his name, Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I don't know. I can't tell you. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. no like I, I said, they got it. drafted and they're supposed to. Oh be yeah. Good. Oh, who's the other guy? Your backup for the Raiders, um, Marietta? Yeah, Marcus. They're both number one, number two picks. Yeah, Marcus Marietta too. You gonna tell me he's not good? Me? He's better than Alex Smith. Yes. 
before injury? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he was inaccurate. He was kind of like golf. He was fast, but he kind of started like inconsistent. So there you go. Perfect example. Do you think Derek Fisher saw Jared Goff as a potential no, I franchise think, quarterback? I think he got pressured because a team moved from St. Louis to LA. They need to make a splash. Fisher, I mean, sorry. Yeah, they need to make a splash, and what bigger splash of drafting a number one QB? Obviously, they knew that Case Keenum wasn't going to take him there, or or who else Nick we had Foles. Nick, Nick Foles. Like they they need to make a splash to sell tickets. So, what better way of drafting the number one number one QB from a kid from Cali, UC Berkeley, who actually lived in Simi Valley? So he was Cali, Cali, everything. So. What a waste of a draft pick. Hey, you don't know. <laughs> Everyone's hoping for that Mahomes pick, but you don't know. Okay, I think that's a good topic to stop by. Next up, surprise topic, boys. I just wanted your reaction. Matthew Stafford, just to your knowledge, he's on a trading block I from have the no Raiders. Knowledge. From the Raiders. Here are the potential landing spots. No knowledge of Matthew Stafford. I don't even know that much from Matthew Stafford. I like how DJ just took off his beanie and be like, dead ass right now. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Keep it PG-13. Stop it. 40, okay. 49ers, Saints, Colts, Patriots. 49ers, Saints, Colts, Patriots. 49ers, Saints, Colts, Patriots. Bears, potentially Rams. I would say I would go with the Bears because anyone is better than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And second choice the Patriots, but I would I would not put them in a team like the Forty Nine ers, the Saints. Really? Why? Because I feel like those teams will digress. Hmm. You know, I, the Saints will digress. Yeah, I feel like you. you they want to get the Saints. Well, I guess the Saints. You're right. A lot of the players have been there for a while already. So, yes. so yeah, I feel like maybe Matt Stafford would be good there. Yeah. But not the 49ers. The 49ers are rebuilding right now. Or they're in a stage where they have young talent. Yeah. And you I want you don't want to throw in somebody like Matt Stafford, who, in my opinion, it doesn't really have a high kind of potential to bring that team kind of to the next step. I'd rather bring in a fresher quarterback or somebody who can play with that team. Yeah. If, if I had a pick, hey, Matthew, Go here, I'll probably tell them either go to the Colts or go to the Bears because it seems like they were just one quarterback away from yeah. going a deep run. But it doesn't matter because they are in the AFC and they would have been stopped by the Chiefs. I'm just saying. JJ, where do you think Matthew Stafford, if you could put him in any team? Oh, just just so quick. I don't think the Patriots would work because um, Matt Patricia was a head coach for the Lions. He got fired, and guess where Matt Patricia is back at? Yeah, the Patriots. So I mean, so even though it's funny, hey, but Bill Belichick be like, hey, didn't work out. Bring him here. I'll get him good. Oh, because Matt Stafford, uh, he's a pocket passer, you know. Yeah, he's a pocket passer. So Bill knew Tom Brady the most. He's known pocket passing. And is what is he known? Is he known for anything? No, just be I mean, accurate. Be do your job. Get the ball down the field. And that's it. He doesn't need like Cam Newton. Like be a Superman and like. Push everybody. No, just, that's what I'm saying. That's like, why I feel he was in the Patriots because so the Patriots are known for having pocket passes. So, so Bill's like, do you pick Matt or do you pick uh, Matt? Uh, you see what I did there? <laughs> JJ? Saints, 49ers, Colts. You said Patriots? And Bears. And Bears. 
I see a bear as like a potential spot for him. I like to see him go to the Colts too. But the most damage he would do probably be in the Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I like the Saints better, actually. And, and I just thought about it. I don't think the Lions would trade him to the Bears just because they're in the same conference. Yeah. That, that Unless is, they uh, get something in return, then yes. If they get defensive players, sure. I don't think. I don't. Khalil no. Mack for mass effort. <laughs> DJ, you okay? Raiders oh, to man. the Bears, what? <sighs> okay, that was a fun surprise topic. Okay, boys. So, one year, exactly one year to date. Unfortunately, we lost Koei Bryant in that tragic helicopter accident. I don't want to get sentimental, but obviously it's going to get sentimental because it's weird. Like, watching, growing up, watching Koei Bryant, like, I want to get this topic, like, what were your memories of watching Koei Bryant? And DJ, you were more into basketball growing up. What was your first, like, memories watching Koei Bryant? Like, what was the series or what What was the first thing you remember from Koei Bryant? I think the first thing I remember from Koei Bryant was probably, like, being six or seven. Six or seven? Yeah, and watching uh, the 3 P. So you saying you're six or seven, so you're 25, so what? Almost twenty years ago, so twenty, so two thousand years, so the year two, two thousand, yeah, two thousand one. Uh, yeah, it's my earliest remember of Kobe. Yeah, he was number eight, Kobe Bryant, right? I believe so, because yeah, he spent ten, he, yes, twenty because, years. Yeah, he was number yeah, eight, ten years, ten yeah, years. Yeah, because that, that's when I, that's when I I got the jersey. So he was eight. he so he had Shaq then, right? Yes, Shaq, yeah, Shaq for for, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So the, so the, they were going up against the Celtics, or were they going up against? Uh, I feel like it was. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it's because they've been playing the Celtics a lot of times. Yeah, then, that was the rivalry. The the most I remember them playing the Celtics is well, back in the days was like Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, yes, and Derek Fisher. Yeah, Derek Fisher. I think is my number Luke two. Walton player. was there too, huh? Yeah, Luke Walton was there. Yep. Oh, uh, who? Was, oh, there was another player. Paul Gasol. Knox. Knox, something Talking like that. Talking about Laker players? Or? Yeah, Lakers. I think there was a player named Knox. No, yeah, like um, my first memory, I believe, like I was in junior high, and it was the biggest like rivalry, like the Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce versus Kobe Bryant in the Lakers. And, yeah, I think it was back to, like it was, a, that was a, the championship rivalry. Like I think we won a year with the Lake. The Lakers won a year, but then like the following year we lost one, and everyone's like either purple and gold one year, and then I clearly remember like all the other uh, kids dressing up green and getting jumped because of the, all the Lakers. <laughs> all the Laker fans were just like like screw you, and like they're getting fights and everything. Yeah. But um, that was my first memories of watching Kobe Bryant play. What about you, JJ? Um. Well, I can remember the championships and how. You know, close the series we're getting. That's the closest memory I'm going to get, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I didn't really follow basketball so much in my life mm-hmm. until up to, like, my sophomore year in high school when Kobe uh, had a Achilles injury, I think. Oh, yeah. Achilles. That's what when I heard when I was I was doing a, a meet at high school. And on the way back, I heard on the radio that, uh, Kobe got a injury, and that's where it clicked. Like, oh man, Kobe injury—that's that's tough, dude. 
That's Kobe, Kobe's always been injured. No, no, no. But I'm saying that like my earliest memories, man. That's when you started. That's no, why I just really Kobe. Like this, this man is—he's a beast. He's phenomenal. He—he <clears throat> he was the the type of player that he had a broken finger in each finger, and he would still play. Yeah, and I, he would still—he still played his uh, during the playoffs championship games with a broken finger. Yes, and he won. It up. Yeah, that's right. And there was there. Was, I was watching so many YouTube videos of like coaches and like trainers, like the stuff that. They remember from Coy Bryant, and I think one of the trainers said, Coy Bryant, I think it was actually his Achilles. Uh, he went up to his personal trainer, and he said, like, hey, is there any way we can, like, tape it down so I can go back and play? And keep in mind, this is an Achilles. This is, like, that little, yeah. like, that's how, that's how bad he wanted to play. And, like, not play. A lot of players like to play because they like to play basketball. But he wanted to play to win. He wanted to play to, like, dominate you. And just me watching Kobe Bryant, how like, like give me the ball, like that Stone Cold assassin. The I don't give a f, like, just give me the ball, like, and just like not being afraid of the big moment. That's what I mean. That's what I kind of remember Kobe Bryant, and like it, it's it's kind of crazy. Like we never met Kobe Bryant. We only saw him on TV. Yes, but when I heard the news that Kobe Bryant. I, I teared up and it's so it's so weird and I think everyone everyone the whole world teared up and you didn't you didn't tear up no 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 JJ oh no 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 continue uh and it's crazy like you never met this guy but somehow he touched you like this guy just like psychologically like everyone wanted to be like <laughs> like Kobe like in and junior high guys when kids uh, grabbed, uh crumbled up a ball a paper a paper ball and like they see a trash can, what do they always say? Kobe. That was yeah, now was now good times. yeah now now they made people say maybe Curry. You know, uh, yeah, he's, he's I never Curry. said Curry. No, no, we're never. too old now. <laughs> he's, he's okay. Well, that's not even the point. Like, I still Curry. say Kobe. I'm oh not yeah, Kobe. Kobe is just he's more he's been more of a memorable person overall than yeah no but yeah no the reason why I, mean, I love watching Kobe is just like you said his his killer instance is like. He minded He was like I'm gonna make it And nobody's gonna stop me Uh One of the plays that Kind of made me fall in love with Kobe The way he played mm-hmm. Was uh He was I think he was going for a layup And somebody was guarding him And Kobe does like You know his His famous shot His fadeaway And as he's doing his fadeaway The guy's still on him Covering him Covering him close He was right on him So Kobe's still Like with the ball in his hands And this man is literally like a foot, 18 inches off the floor at a straight kind of horizontal plane. Feet still off the ground. Kid you not. Man. He, this is like the greatest fadeaway to ever be a fadeaway. Mm-hmm. And then he still goes for the shot and he ends up making it. I'm like, I've never seen something so phenomenal in my life. Just that, that idea or that mentality of I'm going to go for this shot nothing's going to stop me. And you're literally hovering over the floor and you still take that shot and make it. I'm like, I've never seen that before. And and the thing that I absolutely agree with, and I don't remember that play. Do you know against what team it was? No, I don't remember exactly. It was just one of those times where I was just watching it and I just, I just blew my mind. I just, I still remember it was one of those, 
crazy kind of like when Derek Fisher shot that point two second shot. Yeah, it was like one of those things where it's like you you never see this happen. These are like miracle plays that that you just can't repeat. It's one of those things where you're in the game, your whole focus is there, and you come out you come out above with all the odds against you when nobody else would have probably taken that shot or risked getting injured for taking that shot because that was a very ballsy shot. No, absolutely. And I think Kobe Kobe Bryant was not afraid of it. You know, like I think what was the first – I didn't obviously watch it. I don't think you guys watched it. But when like the first game that Kobe Bryant took to the the court, he airballed his first shot ever. And people started like ridiculing him like, oh, my God, he airballed. This prodigy, this so-called like you know Jerry West saying that he's gonna be the next greatest thing, and for him to airball it, that was either gonna make him or break him. And he he basically said like, no way, I'm gonna take this by the horns, and I'm just gonna show the world. And for me, you know, when Kobe died, it just kind of sunk into me where like if he can go, anyone can go. You know, he just gotta enjoy like the 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 cliche like you guarantee tomorrow's not guaranteed, so enjoy. Enjoy life as fullest because you you don't know if you're gonna wake up tomorrow. And the thing is that for when Kobe died, like for all these athletes all across the world, from tennis, golf, uh, like the, Europe, sports the, the European soccer, European basketball, like the whole world, yeah, mourn Kobe. That just speaks volumes to his to his work, and very few players in the world has reached that magnitude. And I don't think Kobe ever wanted that. I want to be the most popular player ever. He never, he never said that, you know, he doesn't want to be financially like smart on the stuff that he says, right. He just want to be the greatest basketball player ever. And for him and for all the athletes everywhere to recognize him, it's just, it's just amazing. And what was like, even like he has a lot of, Quotes, right? A lot of quotes. If you can remember one saying that will stick for you forever, like what's like what's one thing that you guys, or like if there's one thing that you will try to live your life how Kobe lived his life, what would be like one thing? And I'll I'll kind of start off like that mama mentality, like always be better than yesterday. Like even if it doesn't have to be in the physical in the physical matter, but it could be just like be better at work, be better as a brother, be better as a as a son, as a boyfriend, as a husband, as a as a father. Like just be better than you were yesterday. Even as like I want to be better at learning learning French. So I want to try. Like I just think like just be better than you were yesterday. I think that's like I try to remember that every day, and I try to apply it because that's how he lived it. And I'm not saying I try and be like Kobe, but he he had that impact on my life. Even though I never saw that guy, but like everyone's like, I want to be like Mike. Well, I want to be like Kobe. I'll never be that, but I want to try to follow his footsteps. Yeah, no, it's just one of those. That was a really good one. Kind of aspiring to be better each day. Uh, for me, I think one of the things that is uh, practice doesn't make. Uh, make you perfect practice makes it better this is the the idea of that no matter how much you practice something you could always get better yeah it's like yeah he's at top of his game he can take a break he can 
kind of miss something, but no, because he he's not at a perfect stage, and the hard work that he puts in it just makes him better and better and better. Kind of like you you don't have a peak. That that's kind of that mentality. You don't have a peak ever. Don't settle. Yeah, it's like you don't settle. You never have a peak. You can always improve yourself, getting better and better. And I think that's one of the things that I really uh, admired about him. Yeah, and <clears throat> I have to agree to that because uh, I, you know, I purchased that Kobe Bryant book, the Mama Mentality. Yeah. And everything I'm reading, from you know being injured to practicing to playing, he never gave up. He never wanted to give up, and he always tried every time, no matter if he got injured during that game or, you know, he slipped up at practice. He tried making making time for himself. He made time for everything. And, you know, what I could take away from him as a person and as a player is never give up and, you know, keep going. Don't stop. You'll get to where you want, and you'll see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know, it is not. Yeah, I, I just I'm kind of just like out of work just because of like a year has passed and we still like one year exactly one year to the date from the time we record this podcast. I still feel like saddened that he's gone, There's and a- I, and all and also like to all the all the victims in the in the. And a helicopter, all the other yeah. family members. Like I believe, like it was seven and seven other victims. I believe Eight. all the other families that, yeah, including his daughter. Yeah, you know, we we will have never seen like Gigi because Gigi was the basically the prodigy of Kobe. You know, yeah. imagine her like dominating the WNBA like Kobe dominated. Like it's it's a tragedy. We will never see that. But you know, the man above has every has every reason to do it. You know, we. It sucks for us down here, but everything happens for a reason. But it's crazy. One year has passed, and we're talking about him, and I feel like I'm saddened. Like there's that emptiness. No, there's a the heavy atmosphere. It it is, and like um, Shannon Sharp said in the this morning when he was talking about Kobe Bryant, he's like, people ask you like, man, it's been a year. How come you haven't moved on? He's like, when you when something this tragic happens, you don't move on. You just learn to cope with it. You don't forget it. You don't ignore it. You just learn to live with it and i don't think that even though we never met him every year when this happened every year when it's when it's um we remember the day that kobe Bryant died we're just going to try to like remember him for what he was remember him from what he was known for what he was trying to teach us as a player as a father as an like a entrepreneur like going into business starting his own company and doing a short film like Dear Basketball, like don't don't put yourself in the box. You know, life is too short. So anything else guys or no? Never, ne- I would never forget the person he was overall. Just he made an impact in everyone's lives. Somehow, some way they just it just did. Yeah. Was just watching him on the in the court. Just his last game, his last sixty point game. And <laughs> <laughs> giving that big old speech to the crowd that that was and that I, was also hard to see and also but. just i'm glad you brought it up i totally forgot about it um the last the day that Kobe Bryant played his last game um the golden state warriors were playing their seven they're like the 
what their 81th 80 games or 81 games back in the day like how many how many games were in basketball like 81 games in a season or something like that yeah um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure actually well Golden State Warriors were playing that same day that that the Lakers were playing but Golden State was on track to break um the Chicago Bulls all-time uh win record I believe like the Bulls were like 72 and 3 the oh. the Warriors were on track to be like 73 and Two. 73 and 7 I'm not sure then 72 70, yeah, so they, they, they broke the record they, be, they broke they, the record yes I remember but that. I was watching the Lakers game the yeah. both histories right both games like the Warriors were now known for like the most wins in a, in a single season but I was watching Corey Bryant in the and Lakers game they lost game. the championship hmm? yeah they lost the championship it's so sad but I'll, the point is I was watching Corey Bryant's last game Watching all the celebrities from like Jay Z, Snoop Dogg, all the famous actors, Matthew McConaughey, I believe, and you know, everyone just admiring Kobe. And and I mean that's how big it was. Artists were admiring Kobe. I'm pretty sure very few have even come to talk to Kobe, but the magnitude that they admire him is just on a different level and it's unreal. Know, it's unreal and we'll never forget you, Kobe. Not not now, not 10, 20, 30, 40, 100, 200 years. You'll always be remembered. Yep. And I think I think that's that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Debated Fans. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.